0: Welcome to a, another episode of the Strugglehood Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and I'm joined yet again by my honey buns, Kev. Kev, say hi. Hey, everybody. Um, I took a little bit of a hiatus from recording. Um, Do you want to tell our party people why?
1: I don't remember why.
0: What have I been doing for the last like eight weeks? Oh,
1: work? Yeah, you have been balls to the wall photo shoot after photo shoot after wedding after wedding and not even to mention the hours and hours Not that's the the weddings and the photo shoots from my observation are the easier part you have mm-hmm. hours and hours of editing after each one and you work mm-hmm. quickly like you don't like to let things sit for you know even two no. weeks you're on no, i
0: can't i can't deal with it i can't deal with it so i have mentioned this on the TikTok and a lot of my followers are um people that I know so everybody is well aware of the fact that I am a wedding and portrait photographer and I really do set like kind of unrealistic expectations um for other people because mm-hmm. the oh, fucking did you hear that truck just zoom by I yes. fucking hate the trucks on this road but any who's those um yeah I set an unrealistic precedence honestly and I don't know whether it's a blessing or a curse because I do hold myself to an incredibly high standard and I feel like I am falling short because I try to turn around a wedding in what like 2 weeks is my typical when I don't have a lot back to back to back um and I'm going on like 3 4 weeks for some of these weddings right now and my turnaround time per my contract is 8 weeks um so I'm like not even hitting that like halfway mark yet but before I have to you know really get on the ball but um yeah I mean so the last you know 8 weeks have been filled with absolute craziness. Um we are approaching well we're over halfway through July and I don't even know where the fucking time has gone. Um but basically what my idea was if I haven't already mentioned this on another episode because like I said it's been 2 weeks so like I'm lost at sea right now with everything going on. Um but I front loaded my wedding season so I had 9 weddings between the last weekend of May and the end of June, which is a lot. I only take 20 weddings a year. So to do nine in that amount of time is just really crazy for me. And I'm still playing catch up. Um, and in between all of that, I have had, I don't, I think a record number of portrait sessions that I've shot in between them. Like I have never been this busy in such a short amount of time before, which I'm very grateful because I mean, we've gotten the opportunity to pay off a lot of debt with all this money and all this income. Um, from this period of time and you know i think it's in the long run it'll be good because now i'm on like an every other week basis right now um but yeah normally it's crazy because normally my fall season is like the busiest and i feel like this fall is actually going to be much more quiet than i've seen in probably what three seasons
1: yeah well that's why i'm excited for it because it's been we've you front loaded everything on purpose because you wanted to enjoy the summer and then the fall so we haven't seen, like you haven't had a chance to reap benefits of it. So I'm hoping- Well, no, right now I
0: feel like it's backfired because I'm like not, maybe. like I'm up super late. Like I thought by now I would be caught up, but again, that's me setting unrealistic expectations on everybody and myself. Yeah, and I like, want to no- put, it in, I put it in a perspective for people
1: because as busy as you are, like you're not doing, you're doing more than you normally do, but you're still putting things out faster than any of your peers- for colleagues you know. right like it's for but that's un- for that's those- so
0: unfair for because like I don't want anybody else to say oh well my ph- my photographer is not getting my shit to me the- in this amount of time it's like no it's what I'm doing normal. is not normal it's not it's honestly not even right <laughs> it's no, not fair. you know what I have stopped <laughs> to trying to get you to slow down because if you if I
1: on the off chance that I could get you to slow down, you would be antsy. Like you wouldn't be able to. Right.
0: I can't, I can't, when I'm, when I have a queue, like an editing queue and I'm sitting on people's photos, I can't fucking deal with it. I Like yeah. it gives me an immeasurable amount of anxiety. Like I can't even explain it to it. Like I'm up at night thinking about how I have all of these things I have to get done. And part of it too, is like, I'm excited to see the final, final results because, and I've talked to a few of my um, mm-hmm. photographer friends about this, you know, sometimes sometimes, when I'm in this kind of season and I'm not complaining about my job in the sense of like, I fucking hate what I do. Cause that's not what it is, but there does get to be a point every season. It just happens to be now versus at the end of the season, because my season is not over until, you know, November, but um, you know, there gets to be a time where like you're doing so much back to back to back to back. And this isn't just me. There are other photographers who do this too, where I feel like, I'm creatively like burning myself out and it's not until I see the final result where I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't as bad as I chalked it up to me in my head because another piece of it is I hold myself to an incredibly high standard creatively. So like when I feel like I didn't do the best job, even though I know there is nothing more I could have done to a situation. I mean, you know, I had a wedding day recently where I was, it was probably the hardest wedding day in my nine, almost nine year career of doing this, my nine seasons of doing this, I don't think I've ever experienced anything to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can pull this off. And what happens is, For a lot of people, they think, oh, well, I just need really good wedding images. But there's a lot of moving pieces for a photographer that goes into it, right? So you have the DJ who just shows up, plays the music, MCs, gets the party hype. You have, um, you know, the officiant who's just there for the ceremony goes home. The baker who delivers the goods goes home. I am the one person that everything is ultimately riding on. Like, I have to make other vendors look good in my images, You know what I mean? Like I have Mm -hmm. to make sure everything comes out looking top notch. And, you know, when there are so many external factors, right? Like I could have a really crappy venue and by crappy venue, I mean, like not really set up for like good lighting it is low ceilings which makes it hard for my lights to be able to be set up a certain way that i'm used to and when i can't when i feel like i just have a lot of external factors working against me and i'm trying my hardest and i know that people are expecting me to deliver what i always deliver but i have all these things that are beyond my control like the weather has been absolutely fucking insane here in new england like i don't think in my twenty nine years of being on this planet, I have ever lived in New England and seen the weather that we've had lately. Like it seems like I've had every wedding day where it's either rain or really muggy and hazy and like you're not gonna get those bright photos if it's not bright outside. Like if there's a thunderstorm looming above our head and it's so dark out, like I can't control that. I can't make that go away. There's no amount of editing that I can do that's gonna make it look bright and sunny. Um and so i just I had one wedding recently where. Um, I just felt like I wasn't in control of everything. And I'm a person who likes to be in control of everything at all times, as you know, being married to me. <laughs> um, but I I know at the end of the day, I gave four thousand percent to that wedding. Like I never will not give my best to anything. Um, and I think that's why sometimes it's really hard setting myself or have set the precedent in my business that I have because, you know, I could do an okay job and people would be absolutely happy with that, but I have to do the best job every single time. And if I make, you know, one decision that I'm like, oh, maybe I could have done something different, even though I know hindsight, I did everything I could, you know, it's just, it eats at me and I'm my harshest critic. And, but I also wouldn't be where I am in my business if it wasn't for me being my harshest critic. You know what I mean? Like-
1: Well, and that's that's the kind of thing That's why if you, whenever you come to me with an idea that you have, like you're an ideas person, for sure. Whenever you come to me like, Hey, I'd love to work on this. There's never a thought of, uh, maybe don't do that because I know that no matter what you want to do, whatever you want to work on, that you're going to be successful at it. I think it's one of the things that make you great and why it's so fun for me most of the time to watch well, what do you mean?
0: Most of the time.
1: I think you know what I mean by most of the time. Sometimes no, it's No, I
0: don't. What well, like, in what way, true. though? Like I need you to elaborate for our people. All right.
1: All right. I I can't be in trouble though. You're asking. What, sometimes when you're busy editing and yeah. you know we're just sitting on the couch or something, and I'm like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Or what do you want to watch tonight? Um, you don't always give me much to work with.
0: Right? What do you and, mean? elaborate
1: you get annoyed at me
0: yes because i'm clearly in the middle of trying to make magic and you're over here buzzing in my ear about what do you want to do you know what i'm doing i told you exactly what i'm going to be doing for the next infinity and, and beyond. you know what
1: i have adjusted and that's why i don't even ask sometimes i just throw on a background show and i pick up my book
0: i know i really am sorry i told you i th- I fucking warned you though, didn't I? That this was going to be a brutal time in my life.
1: Listen, there is no complaint for me. You know, I love reading my books.
0: No, but I know I haven't always been like a peach. Like when I'm honing in on something, like when I'm trying to get something finished and I can feel how close I'm getting to the end of like, let's just say a wedding gallery. And I'm like working as hard as I can to just finish it because there comes a point in the editing process where like you're a thousand images deep and you're like- I'm ready to literally pull my hair. out. I just want to be done with this. But for me, and what I think a lot of people don't realize is I'm going to perfect every single image. I am not ever going to deliver an image unless it looks exactly the way it needs to, to match my style mm-hmm. and the aesthetic and everything. Um, and so like, there's not an image that gets handed off. That's not passed through my fingers on my computer first. Um, you know, I have things in place to make the editing process easier, but it is the most daunting, most annoying fucking thing in the world. Sometimes when you're just trying to get it done and it's seemingly just taking forever for whatever reason, or like you get to the end and you're like, Oh shit, I have to, you know, Photoshop an extinguisher out of the back because nobody wants that in their pictures. Um, or, you know, so what, but what will happen for me is I'll be sitting there and then suddenly something will stop working or suddenly I have incoming five different things needing my attention at one time. And it's my a horrible quality that I think I carry is, I can't just let things fester i have to address it immediately it needs like i need i'm a solution problem or i'm a pr- solutions and problem solving person so like mm-hmm. if there is something if somebody's emailing me with a question i have to get to it right then otherwise i'm like yeah. not gonna be able to think straight um but like what will happen is like i'll get people needing me for something i'll get texts i'll get emails the kids will start screaming and arguing and then you're asking me what do you want for dinner and then so it's i think it's just mostly like an overstimulation thing sure um and once i'm honed in on something i don't Want anything to bother me, but that's hard yeah. because I I don't have a place to fucking go to do all this. I'm either in right. the living room where the chaos is going around me, or I'm at my desk where the baby's trying to tear shit off my desk and wreak havoc on my life. Um, you know, I just it's I don't always respond well, and I know that. Well,
1: and <laughs> it goes both ways too, right? Like I don't know if you know this about me because you're not super exposed to what I'm doing during the day. I'm the mm-hmm. same way. Like if somebody sends me a message. I got to respond or else I'm going to be thinking about it until, or I'm going to completely I can't forget concentrate. about it. I can't yeah, concentrate on anything else. I've noticed the times that you pick up on that. Like maybe it's a look on my face when I'm like looking at my computer and like laser, lasered in and one of the kids asks me and you go, no, Lee Maloney's working. You can ask me. I noticed that stuff. Um, but It's when you it,
0: take a pause too long in order to answer me for something. I'm yeah. like, Oh, he's, he's busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I appreciate that you just move on until I'm, I'm ready to, to chat. I, it goes, I'm not complaining. It's this, it's
0: no, but you want to know what, I don't think you understand how hard it is sometimes when I need an answer out of you I for don't. something. And I'm like, you're, I, I've worked very hard on this through like therapy and like, cause I'm an instant gratification type person. So like when I have a question, I'm going to forget it. So I need to, I need to know the answer now or it's going to be a problem for me for the next, however long it takes you to be able to have this conversation with me. Yeah. Um. So like. I've worked really hard on it, but like in the beginning when I was trying to be mindful, cause like, I, if I'm going to ask you to be mindful of what I'm doing, like if I'm in the middle of something and I'm yelling at the kids, don't bother me. I'm literally in the middle of something. You can see that. Don't bother me. You know, I want to be mindful of the same respect for you too. But there are times where I'm like, I know you're busy. I really need to ask you this, but I can't like, for instance, when I'm at the store, or something and i'm needing an answer because i'm not going to hang around walmart for 45 minutes until you answer me but you're not answering me and then when you do answer i can tell that i've pissed you off so now i'm getting annoyed it's a whole fucking process
1: i think there's a you're right though and i recognize when when you do help me out there's a there's a mutual understanding i think that this comes with the territory like you wouldn't be where you are in your career if you weren't this way And I wouldn't be where I am in my, like, we're, we're sick. We're pretty fucking successful. Like I think not, I'm going to, I'm going to chew our horns for a second for our age and where we started, we are pretty fucking successful. And that's why.
0: And you want to know what's crazy though, is I don't feel like I'm where I should be. Like, cause it's one of those things where like, you're always playing the comparison game. And that is something that I struggle with is I'm always comparing myself to like, okay, what do I need to be at next? Like, Half of our, well, I wouldn't say half, but a few of our friends have houses and they're the same age as us and we don't have houses. And that- but they took a different path. They had different
1: starting points than us. We yeah. started for like the first year. I oh. don't think, I think we were negative. Like we, we had to ask people- We for were help.
0: negative in emotions and finances. Everything.
1: We started from- Everything. Below the bottom. Yeah, it was tough. We've come a long way and we're still we're still young-
0: well, and I'm trying. Well, here's the thing, too. I'm 29. You're 27. You're still young. Well, you're almost 27. Sorry, you're not. You're still a little 26 year old baby. Um, still a little baby. No, little baby, just yeah. a baby. I just a baby. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I do have to remind myself that I need to be grateful, and I I for the most part I am grateful. Like I take a look at our house and how pissed off I get all the time for how closed in i feel by this house because we've just outgrown it so much um but i'm also grateful because there was a point in time where we were living in my sister's basement because we were poor as fuck and moved home from north carolina and the shit with my dad went down and everything and i'm you know i'm grateful for that period i'm also trying to remain grateful for this period because i a couldn't have a house you know there's a fat chance that we could end up without a home i mean look what happened to our friends recently where their landlord Mm is like you gotta get out and it's like in this kind of market and economic climate is what everybody keeps calling it um you know it could our tables could definitely be flipped upside down in a second so i am grateful i'm grateful for your support because i feel like i wouldn't be where i am in my career without your like if i didn't have you as the supportive encouraging spouse and like understanding spouse that you are i don't think i would be where i am so i owe a lot of i truly do owe a lot of it to you um and i'm, I'm grateful for my career what i'm doing but i think i'm ready to kind of like pivot and shift you know what i mean yeah. like I, i'm ready to start something new and like you said earlier i'm very much a creative mind everything's a business opportunity for me i love many different creative things and like last night we were watching What was it? What are we on? Screen three now?
1: Screen three, yeah.
0: Screen three, and I'm sitting there trying making a new website for this apparel stuff that I want to do, which I don't even know if that's going to be anything. But I also didn't know if my photography business was going to be anything either, and look what happened. So, you know, I am... I'm, I have, I very much have the mindset of, well, I've done it before. I can do it again. And oh yeah, that's kind of my mindset with this podcast is I, I know I, where I want it to go and I know I'm going to get there. It's just going to take some time because it's a different kind of market. It's a different kind of um, I mean, really everything. I mean, I, I don't know much about podcasts. I'm very new, very new to it. Um, And obviously TikTok is a whole other beast and you have all these other fucking platforms and you know, what have you. So Thank you to all my listeners for supporting me. Having you here means I'm one step closer to where I want to be, which I said that in the beginning of my photography career, too. So,
1: yeah, you're a badass bitch and you need I to try. know
0: it. I try. I mean, sometimes I hold my head at my desk and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But
1: that's normal. I mean, I, I have that feeling all the time.
0: Yeah. yeah. All the time. I mean, time. It's, I, it's just crazy to me that I was able to literally take a zero dollar business and turn it into what exactly. it is. Exactly sometimes you got to shoot from the hip i feel like that's all i've done in life a lot of times yeah just everything is just and i i when i'm doubting myself i really do kind of have to put it into perspective of look how much i've overcome in life and that's not to say i have had it the hardest but i've certainly not had it the easiest and There are just so many things, like, especially when I'm feeling like, oh, why won't this work for me? Or like, I'm, I'm feeling like, um, like I'm kind of playing that victim card of, you know, oh, why won't this work out for me? Well, look how much has worked out for me. And I think every, for every time that I'm grateful for how my life is and everything that I've accomplished, that's when things are like, oh, the next opportunity is really going to be offered. You know what I mean? I'm very much in my manifesting era.
1: (laughs) Gratitude is among the most important things that you can feel
0: yeah i'm really grateful i mean as many as much as i've been very stressed out and i've had a lot of challenging challenging wedding days specifically when it comes to the weather um i really am grateful that i've i'm even in a spot to be given these opportunities because i mean to be selected among the sea of photographers is it's really a good feeling every time so that's what i've been up to dying and struggling and sweating my ass off at these fucking events and photo shoots in this god-awful heat but what do they call this is this actually global warming or what is happening
1: climate change climate change it's not going to go away it's only going to get worse
0: you know people never thought about how it would
1: impact weddings nobody ever thought about that
0: well i mean we don't live in seattle but um People better get used to the Seattle weather if it's going to keep up like this. This is wild. And, like, here's the thing. Like, as much as I didn't want it to rain on our wedding day, if it had happened, it's not my photographer's fault. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. do you think the, you do do you think you think the do. shit-ass wind we had on our wedding day that was blowing everything sideways was Jennifer's fault? No.
1: When I think about our wedding, I don't think about the wind. I
0: mean, I do, but that's because it, was it an made a difference <laughs> at times
1: but it was out of our control and ultimately everything got done everything looked great we had a great time ain't no wind gonna slow us down
0: ain't no one gonna slow me down get it just kidding um yeah it's just been a while over here and i'm you know in between all of my work stuff um we went to water country which was so fun. Um kids went to is that the baby crying? I think it is, yeah. Oh, my life to Georgia. Um yeah, we've just had a lot going on. So yeah. You know, we're playing catch up here, but um I did so I lied. I posted this on either TikTok, Threads or Instagram or something. Um I posted that I was going to open this podcast episode with our Pillow talk question last night. Do you remember what it is? Did you see me post about it? No, and I don't even remember what you're talking about. So last night you had turned over to me, and you were like, "How many couples do you think share a blanket at night?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or sleep with separate blankets, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like most people do because I like feel like a lot of my friends do. Because
1: we don't, but we did in the beginning, and it just didn't work
0: i don't know how i ever did that because first of all i'm a flopper okay and what i mean by that is like i'm flopping in order to turn over to my other side i don't just i'm not like a cute little spring chicken who just moseys my way onto the other side no i'm like flopping i'm shaking the house with my flops i like i wake up in the morning with my body pillow on the floor of the foot of the bed
1: can you imagine just... the fights like the the nighttime fights that we would have if we shared a blanket because in the beginning i probably would have put up with it and been like i'm just gonna freeze tonight but now i'd be like give me the fucking blanket
0: no i need to be i need to be a little baby burrito and that's actually what somebody commented so let me hold on let me pull up my tiktok because some people commented on it and i was like oh my god this is fucking amazing um so i put up a tiktok that says question when going to bed with your partner do you a share the same blanket to sleep b use separate blankies keep your motherfucking toes away from me or c comment your own situation um and somebody says b i'm five foot and he's six foot two so sharing doesn't work and so i said i responded back like we're kind of the opposite i'm six foot my husband's five foot four um so kind of similar um Surprisingly though, I think it's like 50-50 split, but surprisingly, a lot of people do share blankets. Um, but one person responded, B is for the baby burrito I sleep in all alone in my own blankie And I'm like, that's me. I've got a process with my blankets. I don't know if you've ever noticed it. I start the night with
1: my top sheet. I know I'm a boomer. I sleep with a top sheet. No,
0: a top sheet is fucking
1: weird. I've never used one. Get over it. You don't have to sleep. I think I
0: do in the hotel, and that's about it, but like even that bugs me.
1: So I sleep with the top sheet to start and yeah. then at some point, sometimes it's right before I fall asleep. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night after I've been already sleeping for a couple hours. I wake up and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm freezing. So I, I cover myself halfway with okay. the comforter. So my upper body is covered and then my lower body is still just under the top sheet. And then is sometimes you're
0: unconscious.
1: If it was, if it was, do you think I'd be able to explain it to you?
0: Wait, so you wake up and know that this is your process?
1: Yeah, because it happens almost every night. So sometimes I'll wake up a third time and be like, oh, my legs are cold, so I'll cover those up too. But sometimes that does happen while I'm sleeping and I wake up completely covered and I don't remember waking up to to cover my feet. Do you think that could happen if we shared a blanket?
0: No, I would literally punt you out of the bed. I don't even, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're just, you're, it's the noise that bothers me more than anything. But noise oh, coupled with please. the blankie situation.
1: Blankie, all right. Please, you've been snoring lately. You move yeah, around. it's because I got too. really
0: fat. <laughs> Stop. That's... You make noise too. Yes, and it's because I gained a lot of weight. You make noise. And if and you I think let it I'm go. going onto the CPAP, you are dead wrong, bitch. I would much I'm rather pass you. away peacefully in my sleep.
1: For those that don't know, I use a CPAP. I have yeah, sleep apnea. It It is great. Not I right. woke up in the same position that I fell asleep in last night.
0: Yeah, that's like one out of every two weeks. One night out of every two yeah, weeks.
1: Yeah, but it would happen zero out of every two weeks before.
0: Listen, I take the melatonin. Sometimes I take a little green gummy. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> um so somebody commented because i posted to my thread thread is it my is it my thread or my threads i don't know what
1: they call a post on because it's
0: like not twitter's it's twitter let's look it up any all while you're looking that up um somebody said we have two whole beds my husband snores really loudly and i'm a really light sleeper so we made the decision years ago to start sleeping in separate beds now we never have to battle over blankets Um, that was us for what, three years you were sleeping on the couch because I literally couldn't deal with it. It was before you got your CPAP, which was right after Charlie was born. Yep. And so life is definitely much better. I mean, there are still nights where you're making little, little Little noises over there. And it like, I don't know. I used to be such a deep sleeper. And I think it's just since I've had the kids that I just don't, I'm very much aware. Like there are times where I can... Before either of the kids make any noise, I can sense them,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and they're like hovering over me like a dark demon, just going, just like scared to wake me up. And it was that's happened to me. <laughs> and then I go, whoa! And then they're like, ah. <laughs> whoa! But <laughs> well, what's funny is I remember being a kid and having to go into my dad's room to wake him up and being so deathly afraid that he was going to choke me out for bothering him in his slumber. But I, de- I definitely think it wasn't that he was going to choke me out. I think it was just his reaction scared me the same way that my reaction. 100%. Scares the and then there's Skylar who will, you'll either go in her room to say goodnight and she's either doesn't move or she's like, Panic. ready to yeah, she's like panicking because she doesn't know what's going on.
1: Yeah. It's very funny.
0: Yeah, it's very funny. So I thought it was, so what did you find out? Is it thread or threads?
1: Which one do you think it is? A post on threads, what is it?
0: Don't look it up. No, I'm looking at my thread. Is it my thread?
1: No, we're very much overthinking it. It's called a post.
0: Yeah, but it just says thread at the top. That's why I was very confused. Because you're creating a thread. Oh, oh, I see um some people literally just share a blanket and i'm like, all day that's very weird business um yeah what else has been what else has been going on we um should we should we put this out there in the world since we already put it out there with the kids Go do we it. need people to hold us accountable for april accountability is not the problem here well, I no, see, I don't want to be embarrassed if it doesn't happen.
1: What's going to happen?
0: So we went and talked to a builder the other day about starting the house process next year. Um we talked to a bank and talked bank stuff, but we just need a little bit more time because they Yeah. God, fucking buying a house. Why can't it be like the 1920s where they where somebody just goes, "I want a house," and they're like, "Okay." and that's the end of it
1: cost a nickel
0: <laughs> it's gonna cost a nickel and a loaf of bread shiny no nickel. Oh, shiny nickel um no i think our biggest hurdle is honestly going to be finding land because there is no land to be had yeah unless you want to buy a fucking swamp get out i from mean, the we... swamp
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could move but like we both agree that this is where we want to be so
0: Yeah, I mean, is our state the best state to live in? Questionable. I would honestly consider moving to Vermont, um, because that state just really aligns with our morals, um, and values, which is great. Um, but unfortunately, they're about to flood off the fucking map. Everybody over there is floating in a tube right now. It was that really bad? No, I'm laughing. I didn't even take a sip.
1: Flooding off the map is just something that i've never heard before
0: yeah they're literally gonna float away it's like everyone's like so worried about florida floating and breaking off into the ocean where's that california i don't know one of them california but all of vermont is literally on, or was underwater for like a solid week there dams were breaking i'm pretty sure the senator or the whoever some congressman or something in vermont literally couldn't even leave his house he had to take some like hiking trail in vermont which sounds miserable i'd much rather just drown than hike a fucking mountain at this point not in this not heat me. i sweat too much i need to get that under control i need to like schedule a surgery or something i want to get both what are they what are they going to do i don't know they can i don't know put in some uh fillers or something under there you need is hypnosis. That, is that what, to stop my sweating Yeah, hypnosis. I don't hypnotize. think that's how that works. I, I mean, I would, I would be hypnotized. I don't think,
1: I don't think surgery is how this is going to get fixed. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? Remove a, your sweat glands?
0: Yeah. No, I so really want to get Botox so. in my head. It's going to cost a lot of money, but I talked to somebody about it. She said, "Yeah, we could definitely Botox you up, and it would prevent me from sweating as much." What?
1: You look like, you, but you don't want to end up like Tim Allen in Christmas sure with I the do. Cranks. Absolutely, no, you don't. Do. don't. No, you don't.
0: No, can you imagine if I got Botox? Because you know what happens. Like people, it's not. I don't. It's not like lip fillers. I don't think. I mean, unless it is, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how the shit works. Because no, I am not, not a cosmetics girly. Um, but like, imagine like I got all these fillers and my fucking scalp swelled and I look like Megamind. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: would be terrible. I would terrible. have problems with
0: that. You wouldn't be so turned on by that. Don't think so.
1: Well, that's rude.
0: There aren't many things that you could do that would
1: make me unturned off,
0: but that's one of them. Okay,
1: noted. Notated. I've got a big enough head for the both of us. i was
0: gonna say I wouldn't be talking their bulbous bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for those listening
1: only, I'm flipping her off.
0: I. You know what pisses me off? What? And if you're listening and you say this, I'm not sorry. You gonna say flipped off i I flicked him off no, you didn't flick yeah. anything. you didn't flick me. you didn't touch me. i it's not like you're going like this. It's not like you're flicking it up. you're just putting it up. you're not yeah you're not flicking it. yeah, I don't like that. you
1: ever seen that meme about um how when somebody like cuts you off or like you're trying to in a situation where you'd flip somebody off on the road. Oh, it's much more effective to just give them a thumbs down.
0: What do you mean? I
1: think mean, it would be far more, more effective. No, it's more <laughs> That'd of be like it's
0: so funny.
1: Well, it's the whole situation of it's it feels worse to have somebody disappointed in you than it is to have them angry. So if you're giving them a thumbs down, you're you're basically saying, I'm disappointed in you, man.
0: You know what's funny is I said that to Skylar recently that I was disappointed in her and she was so upset by that. Yeah, it's way worse. But like if my parents are disappointed in me, okay, well I'm disappointed in you and your parenting. What what of it? Like, you want to be disappointed well, in one another? Like, we can play this game. <laughs> We've been no, disappointed together. I, but like that's always been the thing, right? Like, oh, I can't stand when my parents I don't care if my parents are mad at me, it's when they're disappointed in me. That's literally what happened with Skylar i'm not yeah, mad it's Way were disappointed and it's like okay but i told her i was like i'm just disappointed that i think if she was like lied or something she fibbed about something I was like that's just very disappointing and she went upstairs and came back down and she was like crying she was like, i don't like when you're disappointed in me she cares like, what well, you think well i'm glad but like yeah sister it's not that serious she's don't fucking lie i love when i tell zachary do you want to be a liar <laughs> he gets so and he gets so upset no no i don't want to be a liar i i love how i can trick him into telling. like do you know what i'm talking about i'm like i already know the answer oh yeah it's classic i play i play mind games with them which call it bad parenting if you want but i'm like i mean half the time i do know the answer i already know the answer to something um but it's my favorite thing when I'm when he's. I know he's not being truthful, and even if I don't know what the exact truth is, I'm like, I already know the answer. You can just tell me, and <laughs> that's usually how I get him yep. to be telling me what's actually up.
1: <laughs> it works pretty it well.
0: Yeah, this summer is wild. We started this new um reward system. I got these little reward charts, and we just we got them in the mail yesterday. I set them up um and today was day one and i feel like it went pretty good yeah it
1: did it went very well
0: i think the last two days have been the longest days in a row and let me just reiterate that's only two days two days in a row where they haven't been absolute maniacs towards one another or they fought and they have been able to like rally themselves as to not drive me through a wall um Because there was a hot second there where I was like, we're only one week into summer and I'm not going to make it like I still have eight more weeks and I'm about to perish.
1: I have noticed that their communication the last couple of days, three days. So I think it started on at the tail end of Saturday. They've been really trying like I can see like I'll I'll see one of them start to get heated and the other one will go, can you just talk to me instead of yelling? And the the other one will be like, "Okay." And just upset and i'll be like hell yeah kids communication yeah, fe- and then they effective work through communication
0: it. yeah but you want yeah. to know what does happen a lot of the time when maybe you're not down here or not around they'll move their fight into right in front of me and they'll be like <laughs> looking at it in the corner oh of yeah their eye to see if i'm like in on it or not like do i agree with them like am i gonna get so mad? that
1: happened to me the other day they skylar was on the stairs and he was down by the tv and they were looking up at each other and skylar was just staring at me and then sometimes he would turn around and look at me so i started laughing because i tried to hold it back and i I couldn't and poor skylar she ran away crying and then came down and was like were you laughing because you think i'm being ridiculous and i was like no honey i'm laughing because you both keep looking at me to see whose side i'm on and i just broke like you guys are talking to each other but looking at me
0: it's just so funny to me when they're like, they'll be in the dining room and like, they'll be, Skylar, especially. And I know she, I, I'm i worried she's like eavesdropping on us, but Skylar, especially, will like back up into the living room and just like out of the corner. Yeah. yeah and just yeah. make sure I'm like listening in on the conversation. But yeah, it's definitely to make sure like who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. And I ask her, like, sometimes I'll ask her
1: and be like, hey, why are you looking at me? You're talking to him. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. And I'll say, are you trying to see if I agree with you? And she's like, yeah. no and then she'll get
0: back to it i am struggling with their getting olderness mostly just because they are so and i love this i don't want them to not be opinionated i don't want them i don't want them to not be afraid to oppose or like have their own opinions or like not agree with us like that's fine I just feel like sometimes every little thing is an argument and a fight, and then it takes, like, and I feel like sometimes it's not until I'm yelling that people are, like, and that's all, like, for instance, when we went out for the, when we were over, um, Beth and Matt's house for the 4th of July, I had told... Zachary or Skylar or the two of them, I don't remember what happened, noticed something like three times when like nobody was really paying attention, but it wasn't until like I started using my loud voice that people finally were like, oh, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't want people to think that all I do is yell. I mean, I I do yell a lot, which is fine, but like there are times where I'm like sitting here again trying to get my work done. So like leaves a three, leave me the fuck be. And they're like arguing and I have to tell them to stop three times and then they don't listen until I'm like, would y'all shut the fuck up for five seconds like just stop arguing just listen to what the other is saying be courteous if Skylar says leave her alone Zachary you leave her alone if Zachary says get out of my room get out of his room that's his space you know what I mean but sometimes it takes mom yelling after I've said please stop like 6,000 times it's actually funny I saw a post where it's like, um. oh man, I can't remember what it is. Now. I'd have to look it up, but basically it's like mom was um, something about me. Like you didn't recognize or hear me the first three times or something, but because I yelled now suddenly I'm a bitch or something like that. And it's like, yeah, that's literally me. They probably write, dear diary, this mom is mine is a fucking bitch, <laughs> which would be so funny. I wouldn't even be mad. That'd be hilarious. I would frame it and put it on the wall.
1: I find myself coming to Zach's defense a little bit more than I used to because I feel Why? like because we it's it's it used to be that a lot of their fights were because maybe Skylar was saying I need you to get out of my room and he just doesn't want to because he wants to play mm-hmm. but I'm finding that the reverse is kind of true these days you know like what do you mean like she's not Zach out of will his room? not getting out of his room or he'll ask her to stop or something and she won't do it and it's usually because she's just trying to help usually coming from a good place but she hasn't really had to learn how to respect other people's boundaries it's always been about people needing to respect. a good example is knocking on his door before going in we all have a hard to harder time i think we talked about it the last time we we recorded but Probably. um because his because room is the entrance to the bathroom right And we're not really used to having to knock to go in there. But, and we also used to not really knock because they were younger and you just kind of went in. And now they're older. They deserve their privacy. And like, Skylar has a problem with just walking in.
0: Yeah. But I heard it's funny because I heard her the other day also, like, he walked into her room and she was like, Zachary, get out. Yeah. You need to knock. And it's like, well, you don't really practice what you preach. But no, I think it's just an overall. Parenting older kids is hard. And I think I'm also having a harder time because I'm going to be turning 30 next March. But I still feel like I'm like 20, even though I definitely fucking look like I'm almost 30, dude. Like, straight up, sometimes I'll be sitting in the bathroom because our mirror is right in front of us, or like I'll be plucking my eyebrows. And I'm just looking at myself like, damn, I can tell I'm getting older by like my skin, like my face skin, especially. And then I have like a bunch of fucking gray hairs, which is. Hideous, um, but like I don't feel old enough to have an almost ten year old, like that's weird for me. Even though, I like do you do you get what I'm saying? Like, does that make sense? For sure. I don't feel qualified. I don't feel qualified to have an almost ten year old. Yeah,
1: I mean, in in a lot of ways, it's harder than when they were little. But there are some ways that I in which I think it's easier. Like they're old enough that they deserve some autonomy and if they have an opinion it's just as valid and should be listened to right
0: like yeah i mean how many times have we gotten into arguments with the kids and we're like saying something and then they like make their point and i'm like okay well let's compromise like i feel like that happens more often than not but i think where i'm struggling is like there's going to be things that i'm not going to know about them so like it's an i i personally feel like it's not my right to go through you know skylar's journal even though sometimes i'm very intrigued on what she's saying and like writing in there but like i it's not my right to look through her journals like obviously if there was a reason like if she was withdrawing and she was very like seemingly depressed or like upset about something and you know i was worried about her i might you know be like hey are, you know is there anything we need to like worry about and like if it really got bad like obviously when she's in high school like if it gets to a point where she's like not communicating and she's really depressed or something like maybe I'll I don't know maybe at that point I would consider seeking out more answers if she's not willing to give it but um you know I think it's hard for me to uh, there are going to be things about Skylar that I'm not going to be privy to know anymore but like I know everything about my buggy I know everything about my Zachary but like because they're getting older and they're forming relationships with other people like at school and you know i just there's going to be something she doesn't want to tell her mom and that's really sad to me because like i want her to tell me everything and i i guess a lot of it is i don't want them to see me the same way that i saw my mom and my my dad um and so like, as they're getting older and they're getting to the ages where I have a lot of very vivid memories, like Skylar's going to fourth grade, I met my best friend Mariah in fourth grade. And so it's like, I, and that was very, that's very vivid in my mind still those, those years. And so it's like, I just, I think it's, I feel like it's just much more weirder for me because I do have such vivid memories of those ages. And it's like, oh, how can I already be in a spot where like, I have a kid in that phase. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean for us, we don't always have the the reference points that we would hope to have because like I think that my parents probably at times set a bit better of an example and I can look to those, whereas you don't have as many of those examples, but I still think that there are a lot of there are a lot of things that I'm like looking back on and I'm like, nobody ever talked to me about that. And you just have to figure it out. Like
0: the most recent topic of discussion that i i think we both stumbled upon is you know they're going to be going through puberty soon like i don't have a good example of how to set up the kids for their puberty stage and like for example when i reached out to my older sister and just asked her some questions about the upcoming phase that's you know right around the bend um you know i didn't really know that like i had to I like, I knew, but I didn't know I had to like sit down and like go over basic hygiene. You know, what does it mean to shave your legs? What does it mean to properly wash your body? Let's like, I know, I know I've taught them that, but I have to like, probably recap it in a new way. Um, Like shaving your underarms, deodorant, just like what hygiene is in general. Like I have to explain that to them. And my mom never did that with me at all. Like when it came to my period wasn't taught anything about it just what was made it was glaringly obvious I didn't have mine because I was a late bloomer for anyone who's listening and cares to know about my menstrual cycle I was a late bloomer and so you know I didn't get my period until 17 years of age which is not normal and like all I remember is my mom going around the town when I finally did get it. Cause they thought I didn't even have a uterus. So I was actually scheduled to have an ultrasound to see if I even had the lady parts up there to bleed every month. Um, and then when I finally got it, I just remember she like, it was so embarrassing. She like told everybody, Oh, she finally got her period. And I was like, okay, you fucking quack, leave me alone about it. But like pads, sanitary, anything for like the menstrual side, I had no idea about any of that. So like, I know I'm going to have to have those discussions, with our kids but like i was never sat down to do anything so i don't really have reference points like you said
1: yeah i mean my
0: parents tried
1: with me but it wasn't really a conversation it was more of a do you have questions and well you were also the eighth
0: kid so they were like let me know
1: i was the fourth kid and you know you know that you can't really ask me that you can't say do you have any questions the answer is going to be no i don't have any questions
0: yeah you should i like, like if i ask the kids do you have any questions about anything and they'd be like well i don't like they don't have an idea of what to ask you know what i mean so right it's like
1: they don't vicky know what pointed, they don't know
0: right vicky pointed me to a really good book that i'm going to end up buying specifically for um skylar to kind of just like because she is going into middle school and you know you know that middle school down our town starts at fourth grade but it goes to eighth grade those are very different years fourth grade to eighth grade are very different years so you know i don't know who she's going to be interacting with you know in the hallways at school or like how that setup's going to be um so you know i just my goal for as they get older is i just want to set them up to be healthy and have good examples and i think i have set a good example like for my work ethic. Like obviously I think Skylar is gonna inherit some of my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial genes. Is that the right word? Entrepreneurial. Yeah, those genes. Um, you know, cause she's expressed interest in starting a podcast. She, you know, she wants a YouTube channel, which I don't think I'm on board with that at all. Um and I I'm really wanting to make sure we just are doing things with an equal balance and give them the freedom to like learn things. And ask questions but also know that like at this age especially nine and eight years old they don't like you said know what to ask does that make sense
1: yeah and they don't need to know everything right now
0: no like very age appropriate and i think that's what's frustrating for me is my parents didn't teach me anything not even age appropriate anything like the sex talk wasn't a thing so when i told my mom i finally had sex she was like and i was like well, what did you expect like yeah it's gonna happen at some point like don't be fucking crazy about it. And like the kids are going to not now, but at some point, you know, that'll be another chapter that we're going to have to go over with the kids and other conversations. And I just think like all of this, that it's like, it's staring me down the barrel, coupled with the fact that I'm going to be turning 30. I just, I'm having a little bit of a crisis right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I mean, I'm with you. Think about it for me. Like you're, you're turning 30 with these things happening. I'm 26 with an almost 10 year old
0: yeah and you want to know what and maybe you've never thought of this or like anybody else has ever thought of this so you weren't actually the person to help make sky and zach but like if you think about it i would have been nine. like if they were biologically yours i was 19 and 16 that feels so icky yeah that feels very fucking weird so sorry
1: well you're stuck with me
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, it's fine now, like everything's no, culture, I mean, but uh, you got to put it in the
1: right perspective. We didn't get together when you were nineteen and I was sixteen.
0: No, I was how old was I? 22. you were
1: twenty two and I was nineteen about to turn twenty, yeah, which well, yeah, I mean I, it's and... it's no secret though that I was not mentally ready for that. I had it where it counted, I think, but there was a lot of growing up that I had to do pretty quickly
0: yeah I mean I had to grow up too when I like when I got pregnant and had Skylar first you know I had to grow up pretty quickly but I think my growing up was much different than yours because I had very I know I know we've talked about this I grew up much quicker at an earlier stage like by the time I was 16 I was very self-sufficient I was pretty much doing everything on my own at that point um yeah Where like i mean i I have my
1: issues with my parents god's
0: honeys i mean i I have my issues with my
1: parents but i did have a decent childhood i was taken care of i didn't have much struggle we didn't have a lot of money but i didn't really know that right like i could tell right that's not supposed to be your
0: that's not supposed to be your thing to know i could tell at times a lot lot of stuff yeah well and like i don't think it's bad for kids to know like Sure. no I wouldn't say struggle I don't ever want a child to struggle I don't think it's bad for kids to know that like you know hey mom and dad work really hard or mom and mom or dad and dad our parents work really hard to provide and we just don't have extra to do things like my family never went to Disney that was never on the table we were lucky and when we went to water country I kind of told you about this we were lucky that if we got to go to any kind of amusement park we were strictly there to walk around and drink and share a bottle of water We like we hardly ever got like we weren't allowed to get souvenirs we were not allowed to get snacks i think i mean my dad you know we he i remember a few times he took us to the amusement park to meet up with um my aunts and you know we would get dinner and stuff but there were no bells and whistles when we went out to do anything and you know As we got older and my dad's relationship changed with my stepmom or then stepmom. And then, you know, obviously when you're not taking care of seven fucking kids and you're only left with one in the nest, you know, things are different. And so I, I don't really harbor resentment for the fact that my younger, my youngest sister with my dad, um, had a much different childhood i would much rather her have the childhood that she got and still has versus the one that i got but there i think is always going to be some sort of like a level of jealousy of like you've got a version of dad that i'm never going to get to see you know what i mean like i'll never and i i know she struggles with my dad the same way that i do in a lot of ways because he is who he is that's never going to change um but like just like rachel got a version of my dad that i didn't get You know what I mean? Does that like and Timmy got a different version of my dad than I got and you know, Vicky and everyone. So it's just I don't know. Parenting is fucking weird. And all I know is we out here doing our best.
1: But there's a when we talked about that, there was a level of gratitude. Maybe not gratitude, but I don't know what the right maybe appreciation, because you you knew that when you guys did go to do something like water country and you all had to share, that was what you could do. And it and it was good that there was effort. And I have the same memories. Like they were different, right? Like there's a big difference between walking around a place like water country and everybody shares a water bottle than me in Disney world, you know, not Mm -hmm. having, not being able to go to that restaurant that I wanted to go. There's a a big difference, but I do remember certain times as a kid where like, I'd be like, this kind of sucks, but I would look at my, my mom, especially, and see the look on her face. And I look back on that now. And I say, that was happy she was proud mm. and that is those are that when i think about like our different feelings towards my mom there's a lot of crossover like if it's a venn diagram there are a lot of feelings are you talking that about ours as in
0: mine and yours
1: you and me yeah okay. like my relationship with my mom and your relationship with my mom or the lack thereof um we share a lot of the same feelings about them like about her a lot of the negative feelings that you have i have too but you also don't have the 20 years of childhood that I had of course not. where there were positive memories that I look back and I think, you know what, it wasn't all bad. And there were times well, where she did the no, right thing.
0: There's no way possible that I could expect you to have the same exact feelings that I have, because obviously that, first of all, that's your mom, not your mother-in-law. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's there's obviously a significant difference just biologically in and it of itself. My issue is your mom chose to treat me like a pile of dog shit for, for no sure. fucking reason. And that's the memory that I have with her. I mean, I have memory yeah. of, like, like we've said on the podcast before, I have known your mom since I was two years old. She watched me grow up. She watched me go through an abusive relationship. She watched me have Skylar as a single parent and for her to do what she did when we got together and then try to divorce us and say all the stupid fucking shit that she did mm-hmm. to people behind my back. It's fucked up. There's no reason. Like, I don't have the feelings that I don't have those warm and fuzzy feelings that you have of her. Therefore, I don't care to have. Like, I'm fine with the opinions yeah. that I have of her. You know what 100%. I mean? Hundred
1: percent. And I feel the same way. Like, we just have different sample sizes. Like, maybe yours is is this big and mine's this big. You know, there's a yeah. lot more inside this jar or whatever than there is in yours, and yours just unfortunately is really really shitty and it's why i would never expect i have no expectations of you with either of my parents
0: none yeah i know i know we've talked about that a lot recently but yeah I, I mean i could never expect you to want a relationship with either of my parents either
1: no but if you if you wanted one i would 100 percent respect that regardless of how i feel about it I i have less issues with your mom than i do with your dad because Which is funny kind of because I
0: have less issues with my dad I than do
1: my mom. Yeah, Which therapy but, working through that. But yeah, that's a good example of what I'm talking about about the different sample sizes. The the little yeah. amount of time that I have with your dad, the big blow up happens. So that's what comes to my mind.
0: Yeah, not great. Which is annoying because while we were in North Carolina, he was one of the only people who consistently reached out and tried to have a like maintain a relationship with me. Yeah, everybody else was either you know busy living their own life which is fine or just didn't really check in with me the way that he did so it's like yeah i don't know that parents are a whole different episode discussion it but, is it's very complicated you know i'm just over here having a mentee be every other day for xyz reasons but we're out here trying our best i'm hoping going forward i'm going to be back on track with episodes i have a really cool um Interview session coming up on Wednesday that will be next week's episode. Um, I want to get Chelsea on. Chelsea is our sister-in-law, so Kev's brother's wife, um, who just recently visited us up here in the northeast. Um, and she does like, she's she's in her new era. She's in a new era. I don't know, I don't know what I call it. Um, but she did like a card reading on us, and like that was really fun. So I'd love to have her come on and like kind of do like a card reading, like while we're reporting for either me or you or both of us. Um, and then I am going to have Shelby back on. Shelby was on an episode a little while ago. Um, Sarah is not Sarah. Um, Kayla's going to, I always call her Kayla because her handle, or I always call her Sarah because her name on TikTok, the K looks like an S to me. So I always say Sarah, but I know it's Kayla. Kayla is going to come back on for another episode, um, which is so fun. I'm so excited to talk to some of these girls again, because I, I just love seeing them on TikTok, And it's, it's really great that this community of mine is growing hasn't for the past few weeks. Cause I've neglected this, but we're back on track now, but thank you for coming on. Is there anything else you'd like to add to this week's episode?
1: No, I can't wait for the next one.
0: Um, I know I'm, I'm excited to keep this, like to get back on track now that I'm over that crazy fucking six week hump. I'm like ready to just kind of do this thing again. Um, all right. So you come downstairs. Let's finish screen three. I'm going to do more editing do and it. then we'll be back next week for another episode. Bye.